Hi guys, welcome to Don't Trust What You See. Now, if you notice something different about this episode and you notice that I am wearing a flannel, yes, that is because today is Friday. At least it is the day I'm uploading it. And you know what that means? It's Flannel Friday. So I got this idea from Matt Welch, but that's besides the point. In this episode, we're going to be talking about something that happened in Florida. Now, because of the situation that happened in Florida, I'm going to enable ads in this very video and every single penny generated from this video is going to go towards American Red Cross and helping Ian, the Hurricane Ian survivors in Florida to get new houses and to get all the stuff that they could possibly need. Millions and millions of people moved out of Florida this week and that is very very sad and i do really feel bad for them so because of this that's exactly why i'm enabling ads in this very video so if you do see or hear a lot more ads than usual that's because of this now without further ado let's begin I got facts over facts over tracks This and that spitting slow spitting fast I could roast I could gas think I'm okay at last But I don't know if that can erase all the past So Hurricane Ian has caused 2.5 million people to move out of state Or probably a lot more than that now Because the time that I wrote this It was a couple days ago So probably updated since then But it has caused more than 2.5 million people to leave the state of Florida now, as a result, I have donated to the American Red Cross myself, and I urge all of you to do the same. I will have the link below the like button if you would like to donate. Now, also, ads are enabled in this video, like I said, and every single penny generated in this episode will be donated as well. Now, we will talk about that and a lot more coming up on this very video. We're also going to be talking about... Um, the dozen takes tag segment where we're going to be talking about some really, really bad takes from CNN, MSNBC, NPR, Fox News, Breitbart, Daily Wire, and, and the AP. Drummer of the week, we do have a new person coming out against Adam Levine, saying that he also cheated on the Victoria's Secret model that he has as a wife with somebody else now. And then we have a Stranger Things cast saying that white people are racist for not following him on Instagram. Now, we're going to be talking about in the investment news, the interest rate going up again, and a lot more. So stay tuned and enjoy the video. The first, in this first segment, we're going to be talking about the intolerant, or, I, or as they like to call it, the tolerant left, literally killing people that don't agree with them. Now, for some reason, they think this is okay, and it is not. It is not okay at all. Now, it is not okay in many, many cases, and it's not okay on any genuine reason at all. But here is one in particular reason why I do not like that statement, the quote, tolerant left. Now, they are not tolerant at, at all. I mean, as everybody can tell, as everybody already knows, they're not tolerant at all. This report is from Breitbart, and it states that 84-year-old woman was shot handing out pro-life literature in Michigan. Now, this is just disgusting. Why? Why is people being killed for sharing their very opinion? It does not make sense. It does not make sense on why we can get killed for doing the bare minimum. We literally used our First Amendment right as in a United States citizen, and we get killed for it. But other people literally kill people? Like this event that we're going to be talking about in the future and a couple minutes from now. 
but then they don't get arrested. Now, this person, if you had noticed in the um in this Breitbart article, a man in Michigan allegedly shot an 84-year-old woman as she was handing out pro-life literature about an abortion ballot proposal. Now, the victim does not know their identity or their motive of the shooter. The victim is still recovering from her gunshot wound and wishes to remain anonymous while the criminal investigation proceeds. The case is being investigated by Michigan State Police, who will forward the investigation results to the Iowa County Prosecuting Attorney's Office. We have no details to release at this time, it added. So, the right of life of Missouri came out and tweeted said, and said, one of our 84-year-old volunteers said that she was shot in the back slash shoulder on Tuesday while going door-to-door in her town of Lake Odessa to talk about Proposal 3. Now, if you're like me and don't know what Proposal 3 is, Proposal 3 is something I like to use Google to actually find out. Now, I when I researched Google, I actually found this article that talks about Proposal 3. Now, Michigan Proposal 3, the right to reproductive freedom innovative. In the ballot in Michigan, as an instated, insulated con constitutional amendment on November 8th, 2022, a yes vote would support providing a state constitutional right to reproductive freedom. Reproductive freedom. Now, which is defined to, to as the right to make in, and advocate decisions about all matters relating to pregnancy, including but not limited to prenatal, prenatal care, childbirth, postpartum care, contraception, sterilization, abortion care, marriage miscarriage management, and in-facility care. Now, a no vote would oppose providing a state constitutional right to reproductive freedom in which you do not have. You do not have the constitutional freedom to kill another person. Now, if you do look in our constitution, we do have the right to live a free and just life. Is that a free and just life if you were just killed? If your mom found out that you were going to be special needs, and then your mom killed you? Is that free and just to you? No, it's not. You know what also is not free and just? The very next article that we're going to be talking about. A 41-year-old literally killed an 18-year-old. Now, if we normally hear this on the news, we do not get the complete facts. And I will outline with you the complete facts of this situation. A 41-year-old Democrat runs over a teenager with his car, claiming, quote, the teen was part of an, a Republican extremist group. Now, this really doesn't make a lot of sense to me because most of the time, most of the time, right, these conservatives are not really, quote, extremist Republicans. And it doesn't even make a lot of sense to me. So he said, and this is a quote from him. This is a quote from the Highway Patrol captain. Now, he was the one who called 911 to report the crash. Court papers show Brandit called 911 around 2.30 a.m. Sunday and told the 911 dispatcher that he just hit the teenager, claiming the teen was part of a, quote, Republican extremist group and was calling people to come get Bandit after a political 
argument. So literally, what caused him to kill somebody else was a political disagreement. Police say Bandit was drunk when he hit and killed Alexton with his SUV in an alleyway. The North Dakota man who allegedly admitted to fatally striking a teenager pedestrian with his car because the pair had a political disagreement was released from jail on Tuesday after posting $50,000 bond. Records show Shannon Brannett, 41, spent just days in the county jail on criminal charges relating to the death of 18-year-old Carla Exton. Before he posted his $50,000 bond, he was released, according to county jail records. Before. Before. So he was released even before paying the bond. Would this go over well if a Democrat, I mean, if a Republican or a conservative ran over a Democrat? No, there will be rallies on the streets. We will burn our cities to the floor if somebody did this on the right-hand side. But why do we let it happen when it comes to the left? Because it's the fact that they want what they want, okay? And they always think that they're in the right. They're never, almost never in the right. And it's ridiculous at this point. Now, moving on. Now, because of this, and because of a lot other of a, a lot of other things, the FBI is actually investigating. Now, what exactly are they investigating? The FBI is investigating a series of attacks and threats against churches and pro-life centers. Now, you already know what this means. The FBI is just going to do their stupid little, oh, let me see here. Oh, I don't see anything. I don't see anything and have their eyes blocked the whole entire time. This is exactly how it always happens. And it's not right. So, if we read the article, we will see that there have been at least 140 incidents of arson, vandalism, graffiti at Catholic churches since May. Now, if we want to do further investigation of this, we will actually see that there have been over 200 attacks on U.S. Catholic churches since May 2020, even worse than what we originally thought. If we would like to see a map of this whole entire situation unfolding, here it is. All over the United States of America, we have churches being arsoned, or we have churches at which arson is being taken place. And it's disgusting. A new state, a new spate of at least 82 attacks has occurred since the draft of the Supreme Court opinion pro proposing the reversal of Roe v. Wade was leaked in the early May 2022, with many including graffiti with the pro-abortion messages. The attacks on Catholic churches have been widespread across the country, affecting 39 states. Hotspots with large clusters of attacks include New York, Denver, Los Angeles, D.C., Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Boston, Houston, Philadelphia, Miami, slash South Florida. Some of these churches have been attacked multiple times, and that's disgusting. The vandalism that we are seeing today is rising quickly at levels that we have not seen since the late 1800s and the early 1900s from organized groups such as Know Nothings and the Ku Klux Klan, the KKK. Catholic Vo Vote President Brian Bro Birch wrote, According to an unconfirmed report in June 2022, the Department of Homeland Security has privately warned the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops of, quote, credible threats. That's all they did. That's literally all they did. Against Catholic churches in the clingy if and when Roe v. Wade was overturned. 
A bulletin from the National Terrorism Advisory System issued on June 7, 2022, warned that if it expects the threat of environment to become more dynamic as several high-profile events could be exploited to justify acts of violence against the reins of possible targets, including, quote, quote, faith-based institutions and, quote, houses of worship. Now, the comments under here are completely on my side. Unreal. And we had... We had the DOJ warning about threats from both sides, but since it's only leftists being destructive once again, they are once again doing nothing about it. And I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that because leftists never get anything, any repercussions for what they do. It's disgusting. Now, the FBI and the DOJ, the, <laughs> the DOJ face pushback over arrest prosecution of Catholic pro-life activists. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're out of the loop, but I will explain it to you. A, a Catholic pro-life activist literally went out of an abortion center, literally just handing people papers and saying, oh, wait, what's going on? Let's, let's talk about what's going on. Let's say, wait a second, let's not do this abortion. Here, here's the information on all of these things, so you don't have to go into this abortion center not knowing anything. Now, all he did was hand out some papers, and this guy came up to him, so he, the guy, was with his son, which is only 13 years old, and somebody disagreed with the bishop, which does not make any sense because the bishop is obviously going to be Catholic. So the bishop and his son was sitting out of an abortion center. Somebody walked up to him and started screaming at the bishop. The bishop and the man exchanged some words. Then the man went up to his son's face and started screaming at him, Things like, um, things like, oh, your dad's a, your dad's a fag, stuff like that. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting. So the bishop said, nope, and he pushed him away. The, the guy ended up falling on his back and tried to sue the bishop. Now, when this came over to the courts, the courts made the right decision and said that it was within his rights to protect his son. You need to step away from his son and you can't be saying stuff like that. That was the end of it until... Joe Biden's DOJ got wind of this and said, wait a second, how about if we just do an investigation? And that's blatantly disgusting. How is the DOJ going to step in and do what the court was ordered to do or what the court's job is to do? The court's job is to look at the facts and say, okay, there's sufficient evidence to prove or deny your claims, or there is not enough evidence at all in which we will not even look at your case, in which they didn't even look at the case. So... On Friday, the United States De Department of Justice released a statement including the incitement of Mark Hawk of Kittersville, Pennsylvania. He was charged with a violation of the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances, the FACE Act. Now, this law subjects any person to intentionally injures, immediates, or interferes with, or attempts to injure, or immediately or infer with any person seeking to provide reproductive health services to federal charges. Now, this is quite biased coming from a law that does not stand by when it comes to the opposite side. If you go to any pregnancy centers, this law does not apply because pregnancy centers were at the heat wave and hot spots for attacks and vandalism 
ever since Roe v. Wade was overturned. And that's blatantly one-sided, and that's disgusting. It's like they only said that the FACE Act is going to apply to pregnancy centers just so they can look like they're not so one-sided. But at the end of the day, it's up to the courts and it's up to everybody else to enforce these laws that we have at place. Now, at the same exact time, if we don't enforce the law, that means it is back to the one-sided stuff. Now, at the same exact time of this being um, thrown out, stuff like that, that's what he was tried for. Now, this is when the DOJ came in. The DOJ has indicated that, quote, the defendant is alleged to have twice assaulted a man because he was a volunteer re reproductive health care client escort. No, this escort called the bishop a fag. That's quite disgusting. The bishop, I mean, the escort should have some professionalism and know that he cannot be swearing at other people. Just because you're an escort does not mean that you have the right to be calling anybody that word. That word or any swearing at all. So, if convicted, Hook, which is the, the bishop, faces up to 11 years in prison and three years of supervised relief, release, and up to $350,000 in fines, in fines, court documents reveal. And court documents also reveal that the grand jury, with the federal government's analysts of what happened that day, and included Huck, which is the bishop, for violating federal law on Tuesday, three days before his arrest. That doesn't make any sense. How did he violate the law? So he violated the FACE Act. By all, by just using his First Amendment right. That's disgusting. So, everybody else thinks that it's disgusting because the crowdfunding platform, Give, Send, Go, was the host of a fundraiser that the public made for him. And on this website, they said a different story. Now, this is the story that they said. Now, I said the right story, but I added some key points that they said, but this is the story coming straight from him. Quote, last year, Mark and his son were praying in front of the PP, the pregnancy center, at 12 in Lucas. When one of the escorts began harassing Mark's son, they walked down the street away from the entrance to the building. The escort followed them, then continued yelling at Mark's son. Mark pushed him away. As of Tuesday morning, the fundraiser has raised more than $240,000. The proceeds from the fundraiser will go to, quote, help the fam family with any necessarily necessary expenses as they endure what organizers of the effort categorize as a campaign of quote fear and intimidation the fundraiser the fundraiser has also provided additional details about the bishop's arrest friday morning so quote at 7 a.m. on friday september 23rd 20 swap members bust through the home of mark huck the fundraiser stated these agents had guns drawn and shields up in the face of Mark and his wife and his seven young children. The, then Mark was handcuffed in front of his family and arrested. The clinic escort directed derogatory language at their 12-year-old son, including an assertion that your dad is a, quote, fag. Ryan Murray Huck reported that when his when the clinic escort remained in his son's face, her husband, sh quote, shoved him away from the child, and the guy fell back. She added, 
He didn't have any injuries or anything, but he tried to sue Mark. When the Clinton escort legally legal change challenge against Huck was unsuccessful in the lower courts, the Department of Justice resurfaced the case in federal court last week. While her husband informed the agents of the in the intention to open the door and pleaded with them to quiet down because he had, quote, seven babies in the house. The law enforcement officials just, quote, kept pounding and screaming. She classified the experience as scary and traumatic, stressing the kids were just all screaming. I've already reached out to some physicists and psychologists to try to help us through this. I don't really know what's going on. I don't know what's really going to come of, come of it. When you see guns pointed at your dad and your mom in your house when you wake up. In a statement to Fox News, an FBI spokesperson pushed back against the Hook's description of the raid, classifying parts of it inaccurate. Quote, there are inaccurate claims being made regarding the arrest of Mark Hook. No SWAT team or SWAT operators were involved. A FBI agents with loaded guns. Okay, this was not quoted, but with the loaded guns, okay. FBI agents knocked on Mr. Huck's front door, identified themselves as FBI agents, and asked him to exit the residence, the spokesperson said. He did so, and he was taken into custody without incident or pursuit of indictment. Ryan Murray Huck stated to LifeSite News that she was, quote, that when she was asked the, okay, let me start over. Ryan Murray Huck. Started to stated to Life Site News that when she asked the FBI agents to provide a warrant, they replied that they, quote, were going to take him whether they had a warrant or not. Hmm. That's a blatant violation of our First Amendment right or our, I, I forget which amendment, but that's a blatant, uh, that's, a blatant that's a blatant violation of our amendment. We need to see if an officer has a warrant to do what they are doing. They cannot search your premise without a warrant. That's it. They cannot arrest you without a warrant. That's it. She protested that you, quote, cannot come into somebody's house and kidnap them at gunpoint. They presented the warrant to her husband and arrested him. Arrested him. Hawk is the founder and president of the King's Men, which the organization's website describes as a ministry to build up other men in the mold of leader protector, and provider through education, formulation, healing, and action. The bio at the website notes that Huck, a passionate Catholic, has written numerous articles, brochures, and publications on the topics of pornography, homosexuality, abortion, teen sexuality, parenting, and misogyny, masculine spirituality. So, the governor, Doug Marstero, the Republican candidate in Pennsylvania's upcoming gubernatorial election, condemned Huck's arrest as an example of the continued weaponization representation of the FBI in prosecution of Joe Biden's DOJ against ordinary Americans. He accused federal law enforcement for of going after political enemies of Joe Biden. And I completely agree with that. How many times are we going to watch the FBI raid somebody's house just because Joe Biden 
doesn't agree with them. That's not right. So moving on, we will talk about no, moving on to a, do a dozen tapes. I don't ever smoke up. No, I don't take. I got no love. Okay, so going right into a dozen takes, we have Tampa Bay on Reddit. So uh, I do have a video if I can make this full screen. Okay, so I have a video of Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay is usually all full of water. It's a bay. Obviously, it's going to be full of water. But look at this. There's no water on Tampa Bay. How come? There's no water. There's no water on Tampa Bay. Now, there's no water on Tampa Bay because of the fact that the hurricane is actually sucking all the water from Tampa Bay and bringing it into other parts of the other parts of the state. Now, the state is so flooded that I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be a lot of water displaced. And that's just disgusting. That's very, very disgusting. But you know what's also disgusting? Our next story that we're talking about on CNN. Watch this clip and tell me what you think. Look here, you can actually see, pretty interesting for your viewers, you can actually see a second eye wall forming around the inner eye wall, and that's basically the second eye wall has overtaken the original eye wall, and that should arrest development. Uh, so listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what, what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. Here. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Okay. On the whole, on the cumulative, uh, climate change uh, may be making storms worse, uh, but uh, to link it to any one event, um, I, I would caution against that. Okay. Well, they, uh, listen, I grew up there, and these storms are intensifying. Something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're all just going to believe you, Don Lemon. We're just going to all believe you because you came straight from Florida. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right away, Don Lemonhead. We're just going to believe you. We're just going to say, oh, yeah, Don Lemonhead, he came from Florida. Oh, he knows what he's talking about. Never mind all this other stuff that he lied about. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh He is not lying about this. When he was younger, the world was bigger. All of a sudden, he grew up and the world shrunk. That means that we have climate change. When he was little, the grown-ups were so tall. Now the grown-ups are shrinking. Now the grown-ups are not as tall. That means they shrunk. This is just a stupid take that Don Lemon has because of the fact that he thinks that he knows everything. He does not know everything, and he, in fact, knows very little about a lot of things. And he knows a, lot of, a little, little bit about hurricanes. Now, digging into the hurricane aspect of it, we have another, we have um, an update on Hurricane Ian. So, after slamming Florida, Ian has intensified into a hurricane again. Wow. So, what we're covering. So, the latest. The fetal. Okay, so, what we're covering. The latest. The storm system Ian has intensified to a Category 1 hurricane as an intensified, I mean. Intensified to a Category 1 hurricane as it heads towards South Carolina, according to the National Weather Service. The storm made landfall... Uh, along the southwestern coast of Florida as a powerful Category 4 Hurricane Wednesday. Fatal impact. At least 15 people has been reported dead so far on the storm. To the storm, search and rescue efforts are underway, underway in the worst-hit areas of Florida. The conditions, the extremely dangerous conditions that Ian unleashed, including catastrophic floods and life-threatening storm surges, will continue as the storm moves toward Georgia and South Carolina, tracking Ian in the storm's path. 
broken mark, whatever. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, we know we knew what's coming. Governor McMaster warned South Carolinians to prepare for Ian's arrival on Friday. So, we know what's coming, said McMaster. There's a little bit of wiggle room in exactly how strong the rains and how strong the wind will be, but the biggest variable is human reaction. It's possible it's people failing to take ne necessary precautions. That's the real danger. And we have is what we have is human error. Doesn't make much of a difference difference whether it comes in at hurricane strength or below as storm strength or somewhere in the line. Because it's going to be blowing strong winds and it's going to be all over the sea at different levels. And as you can see, if you go and look at the maps, he said. So a lot of cities around the place are actually donating food, water, and ice on Friday, the mayor says. So, I mean, it's just, it's just very upsetting what happened. It's just, it is. And that's exactly why there's so many ads in this very video, so I can actually go through and donate to the relief. Now, it's very, very sad. But, you know, this, acts, this actually raises a question. Hurricane Ian exposes an insurance crisis that's much bigger than Florida. Now, rising house prices are one way climate change will shift populations around. Now, this is according to MSNBC, climate change, quote, quote, climate change. Now, Hurricane Ian was lashing southwestern Florida on Wednesday afternoon when N NBC News meteorologist Bill Curran predicted that the damage in power outages would prevent tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of Floridians from returning home any soon. Ian had winds of only 75 mil miles per hour, but it intensified rapidly as Laura and Delta did in 2020 and Ida did last year. Take it from someone whose house took in on eight feet of water after Hurricane Katrina and who has covered dangerous storms since then. Currens is right to predict a long displacement, displacement of people from the hardest hit areas. He is also right to implicate climate change as a reason we're seeing storms hit coastlines more frequently in stream. Of course, MSNBC and all these stupid left-wing artists, I mean articles, are going the climate change route. These, these hurricanes are mostly formed from warm water, at least it is on Earth. Now, when it goes through the coast, I mean the Gulf, it is actually warm water, and it's making the hurricane stronger and stronger and stronger. The Gulf of Mexico has always been warm, no matter what. It's always been warm for the last hundreds of thousands of years. It's always been warm. We've always had hurricanes, and it's not a political statement. Hurricanes are not a political statement whatsoever. If you make it a political statement, it is completely false. Some people are saying that this hurricane has formed only just because Ron DeSantis is Republican. But that's just stupid. How? How does it matter if somebody is Republican or Democrat? We're still going to have the hurricane no matter what. If you look at Jupiter, Jupiter has had the same exact hurricane for the last 400 years. Does that mean that we need to elect a Democrat to make it stop? No, because there's no way that a Democrat or a Republican or a conservative or an independent or anyone in between can possibly stop a tornado or a natural disaster from forming, in this case, a hurricane. It is just not possible and is not feasible in whatsoever. Now, 
the GOP, according to MSNBC, might have a new neo-fascist fave. Oh my god, a neo-fascist. Every single time they call somebody a fascist, it's just hilarious. They make this girl look so scary, so evil. Oh my god, so evil. So, Georgia Maloney's Victoria victory means Italy will become more in enmeshed in far-right and fascist networks. Republican will most likely make her another favorite. Now, you are totally right. I'm a conservative independent. Now, I already like her because she said that what should come first is family. Family and God. God and family should come first and it always have. Now, this is an MSNBC opinion columnist. Of course, I do not want women to be slaves, but if I oppose, if I pos if I propose to give our woman the vote, I would be laughed at. Italian di director Benero Missoloni told German journalist Emily Ludwig in 1932, she must not count in political life. 90 years of life the top figure of an Indian, I mean, Italian politics will finally be female. Georgia Maloney, head of the neo-fascist Brothers of Italy party, is set to become prime minister after her party received 26% of the vote in Sunday's election. Deuce, Il Deuce, might not have been displaced that, may not have been displeased that Maloney will have the jobs he once filled, given her past praise for him as a leader. Fruit of the years of militancy in the neo-fascist Italian Social Movement Party, founded in 1946 to preserve Italian fascism. Her party's slogan, God, Fatherland, and Family, dates back to the regime. So this is according to MSNBC again. I mean, obviously, this is neo-fascist and regime and blah, 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 blah. All these bad words just because she's Republican. Shut up. Italy will become more enmeshed in far-right networks that strength from Vladimir Putin's Russia to Viktor Orban's Hungary to Jared Bolsonaro's Brazil to Republican America. They're trying to relate this all together because midterms is coming up. That's the only reason, and it's just stupid. Moving on. This is going to NPR now. So, according to NPR, after devastating Florida, I, I, Ian becomes a hurricane again and heads for South Carolina. Live updates. So, here's what we're following. Everything. Okay, Fort Myers will never be the same again, a survivor says. As a born and raised resident of Fort Myers... Bobby Pat Pratt has been dealing with hurricanes since he was two months old, but the devastation caused by Hurricane Ian was beyond what he could have imagined. Carnage is what I can describe it as. I was just in shock, he said Thursday in the aftermath. I could just see what was going to be, it was going to be bad, worse than I ever have thought. Now, this is actually a video on Twitter, so let's watch this. Okay, so this is him going all around Florida. This is disgusting. This is exactly, like, how dare people make this a political statement? How dare people make a political statement out of this? These are people's homes. These are people's life. This is where people work and make a living on a daily basis. And you're making a political statement out of it? That's truly and utterly disgusting. And it should not be had. 
This is another view. This is just crazy. It's just crazy to think. It's just crazy. Like, I have no words. If you lost your home in Florida, I'm going to make this full screen. If you lost your home in Florida, I truly am very sorry for you. And I feel bad. I, I just, I am at a loss for words. I normally am not at a loss for words. But it's truly horrifying to see what natural disasters actually cause. And it's truly infuriating that people are trying to make a political statement out of this. It's disgusting. Should not be had. So, Florida's biggest power company warns that parts of the grid will need to be rebuilt. Of course it did. Of course it does. So, according to NPR... Come on, Cletus. After, according to NPR... Parts of Florida power grid will need to be rebuilt after Hurricane Ian flooded some areas with the storm surges up to 12 feet, according to Florida Power and Light, the state's biggest power utility. Pure wind dim damage, you know, is really more than is really more than restore restoration. John Ketchum, the chief executive of FP&L's parent company, Next Era Energy, said at an investor conference on Thursday, but flood, flood damage is different, he said. That can actually result in a rebuild in some areas. More than 2.6 million electricity customers in Florida were without power on Thursday. Two coastal counties were hit the hardest, Lee County and Charlotte County are basically off the grid at this point, Governor Ron DeSantis said as an, in a news conference. <laughs> this is why I hate the fall, because of allergies. Anyway, moving on. This could be the deadliest hit hurricane in Florida's history. President Biden told reporters after, be, after a briefing at Federal Emergency Management agency in Washington, D.C. Biden said that there were early reports of substantial loss of life. Ketchum, Next, Era, Next Era's CEO, said overhead power lines were that deliver electricity to people's homes, known as distribution lines, are the most valuable or vulnerable parts of the system. He expects the damage caused by Hurricane Ian will create more urgency to bury those lines underground. With climate change making powerful hurricanes more likely, the National Science Foundation said earlier this month, with climate change making, making powerful winter hurricanes more likely, the National Serv Science Foundation said earlier this month that strategically, strategically burying sections of power lines could significantly, significantly reduce the number of residents who experience blackouts. That is where you have your risk right, is what I call the last mile, which is the distribution system going from transmission line to home, Kitchen said. So this is very interesting because I'm pretty shocked that they did not know this already. They didn't know that they could put these power lines underground so they wouldn't have to suffer with so much power outages, even where I live too. Sometimes this happens. Sometimes a power line gets knocked down. They should just put these underground and it would be so much easier. So moving on to the next 
article. So migrant deaths at United States-Mexico border hit a record high, in part due to drowning. Hmm, that's funny. That's, that's funny, because didn't we say that these people shouldn't even be going to the border at the very first place? Didn't we tell people, do not come to the border? Oh, wait, oh, wait. Oh, wait, we as an America didn't. We actually said search the border. The president of the United States at the very, on the, on the, and the election trail actually told people to search the border as soon as he's elected president because he's going to let them right in. Come right in, guys. Come on. Bring your family. Bring your mom, aunt, uncle, cousin. Bring all of them through the border the exact same way as you always went. Now, this way that people go through the border illegally, at least, is very, very dangerous because of the fact that they go through places like this. They go through. They drown. Then it might end in somebody being killed or raped. It's very, very situational and it's very, very evil what actually happens at these border areas. Now, what I'm saying is don't even come to the border at all. Come through legally. If you come through legally, you're fine. You're fine. We will love to have you in America if you are a paying citizen and you actually give for the system, not just take from the system because we don't need any more people taking from the system. It's not right. Anyways, moving on. Moving on to some real news, I should say. We're heading right to Fox News. Now, Fox News actually has a video right here showing how high the water actually was. The water was actually this high to somebody. All the way, all the way to their chest. How's the water this high to their chest the water was? Also, I saw videos of sharks swimming. Like, it's crazy. This is crazy. Like, I cannot believe this. Like, I, I have never been in a situation like this, and I hope that I never end up in a situation like this. Because it's very, very devastating if and when this happens. Like, it's crazy. I can't even... I have no words to describe, like, how crazy this really is. They're, the, all of these cars are totaled. Like, this is going to cause the city so much money. And there's nothing you can even do about it. There really is. There's absolutely nothing you can do. And it's sad that there's nothing you can do. But I know for a fact. What do I know for a fact? I know for a fact that blaming people is not going to help the situation. Now, Blaming people might not be the situation for natural disasters, but it might be the situation for this. I blame Vice President Kamala Harris for a lot of things, but I also blame him or her, I should say, what is a woman, for actually doing this. Vice President Kamala Harris commends United States allegiance with Republic of North Korea in DMZ speech gaffe. So... How many times are you going to have a gaffe? How many times are you going to have a gaffe or Joe Biden have a gaffe or Jill Biden have a gaffe? All these gaffes. And then you're going to end up causing the United States to get nuked. It's disgusting. So Vice President Kamala Harris made an unfortunate gaffe during her speech at the Korean Peninsula, the DMZ, on Thursday, saying that the United States has a strong allegiance with the Republic of North Korea. It has an allegiance with a strong and enduring, she, add, she added, interfering to refer to the Republic of Korea, which is South Korea's 
official name. So she said Republic of North Korea instead of Republic of Korea. That's just stupid. So Harris also said, I cannot state enough that the commitment of the United States to defense the Republic of Korea is ironclad. And we will do everything in our power to ensure that it has a meaning in every way that the world suggests. So, what actually happened? The Vice President Kamala Harris actually visits Japan to discuss Taiwan's security situation, an official said. The heavy fortified DMZ, a buffer zone that separates North and South Korea, was Harris's final stop in her diplomatic trip to Asia. The gesture of visiting the DMZ is designed to illustrate America's rock-solid commitment to regional security, according to the White House Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. Harris began her visit by stopping by the, the Camp Boniface dining facility and thanking American service members. She used binoculars to observe the DMZ, which is roughly 160 miles long and the 2.5 miles wide. Vice President then headed to Observation Post to give her speech about commit her commitment to South Korea's security. Shortly, here we go with my allergies again. Um, so shortly before the DMZ visit, Harris met with South Korean President Yoon Seol-yeol and praised the United States-South Korean alliance as the lynch linchpin of security and prosperity. She and Yoon also discussed South Korean's economic and technological partnerships with the United States earlier on Thursday, in addition to a gender equality roundtable. That's just so stupid. Are you going to say, hi, I'm Kamala Harris, I'm she, her, and I'm wearing a blue dress. Are you really going to say that? Stupid. I, I swear to God. What is a woman? I I don't even know. Anyways, moving on to Breitbart. Breitbart. Live updates Hurricane Ian to make landfall in Florida. So, this actually happened September 18th, so... Oh, no, September 28th. So after a hurricane-free August, Florida is bracing for fierce storms and flooding as Hurricane Ian reaches landfall on state's southwest coast. Follow Breitbart News for updates, blah, 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 blah. So the 6 a.m. update reports 2.21,000, so 2,021,206 power outages as a result of damages called by the, caused by Hurricane Ian. Restoration crews are beginning to deploy in impacted areas for estimated restoration times. Please contact your service provider. provider. So, 9.05 a.m., Lee County Sheriff Kermine Merkinow, Lee County is where the then-hurricane made landfall, told ABC's Good Morning America that the fatalities are in the hundreds. Hoping he's wrong, but Lee County, Florida Sheriff Carmine Marcano says it's confirmed that there are fatalities in the hundreds. So I really hope not. Let's listen. We have made some rescues through waterways. 
uh, and some we're not able to access. We have thousands of calls on 911 that are prioritized, and we're answering as we speak. What do you know right now about injuries and fatalities, and do you have any sense, any estimate of how many people are left to be rescued? So while I don't have confirmed numbers, I definitely it's know crazy. the fatalities. This is crazy. This is crazy what's going on. Imagine looking outside of your house and actually seeing this. Actually on scene assessing each scene and we can't access people that's the problem uh, we're we're accessing the bridges like it's a that's a shark uh, and, and oh wait no that's a not a shark I really can't see that good I, I hope that's not a shark I really can't see that that good I know that there was shark that's just crazy though it's a great state we have great people here yeah everyone wants to help fatalities in the hundreds so far confirmed in the hundreds uh, meaning that we are responding to events, uh, drownings, uh, and again, unsure of the exact details because we are just starting to scratch the surface on Not this assessment. Uh, we've, oh we've done God. everything that, that we possibly Imagine. can. Again, now it's to protect and preserve lives, uh, and we are in full force doing that. You say you're just starting to scratch the surface. How long do you think it's going to take to get up and running again? Well, I'll tell you again, not knowing what we're faced with, it's very hard to give you an exact number and assessment, but I do know the load is, the, this road is long. Uh, this is not going to be something that's taken care of in the next day or two. This is going to be long-term, uh, long-term for many reasons, not only just on the preservation of life and protecting and serving the law and order state, but it's going to be on the, the mechanical side, looking at these bridges, looking at roadways, uh, working directly with the CEO of FPNL, and all the people coming together to, to make us get back where we need to be. Sheriff, we know you have a long day, long weeks ahead. Thank you for joining it's us. It's crazy. I can't. Let me, I'm going to, I have the chills. Okay, I'm going back because they were showing some stuff and I had no words to describe this. Like, I literally, like, imagine that's your house. Like, I can't, imagine that's your house and you're seeing it get destroyed. I can't. I can't. It's it's crazy. I, I I have no words. Imagine that. Imagine how devastating that is. That's your house. That's your house. That just burnt. That just completely not just burnt, but completely just got eradicated from the disaster. It's disgusting. So moving on to the next story. Governor Newsom caves to unions in Pelosi signs vote by mail for farm worker unions. Now, what exactly does this mean? California Governor Newsom yielded by demands by unions. President Joe Biden and Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi in, in signed a law allowing farm worker unions to conduct elections via vote by mail after vetoing a similar bill last year over concerns about integrity. Last year, Breitbart News reported Newsom rejected the proposal. The bill, AB 616, would have allowed farm workers to use the same mechanism that Democrats have camp, um, championed in recent elections, including Newsom's own recall election last week. Democrats also have categorized Republican efforts to rein in the practice as racist, brushing aside concerns about political fraud. Newsom's veto marks the second time this year progressives have restricted vote by mail when it comes to their own interests. Amazon did so in a union vote in January. 
In response, Newsom's veto, veto, the United Farm Workers, has announced that it will march to the French Landry, an elite establishment where the governor dines maskless and lobbyist friends with lobbyist friends last November after issuing guidelines to discourage other Californians from eating at restaurants. The incident motivated effort to recall Newsom, which the F the UFW opposed. This year the unions tried again within the with the Assembly Bill two one eight three. Newsom vetoed it again, saying it needed revisions. President Joe Biden publicly backed the bill, as did Vice, Vice President Kamala Harris, infuriating Newsom, who owns a winery and includes vineyards of Napa County Breitbart, a news reporter. Newsom's office is on record saying that they cannot support an untrusted mail-in election process that lacks critical provisions to protect the integrity of the election and is and is predicted on an assumption that the government cannot effectively enforce laws. That's just crazy. That's just crazy. Like, obviously, you cannot preserve laws in California for a number of different reasons, and I'm not going to make this political. Moving on to the next article, we have a Daily Wire article. So... Teachers Union president tries school tries to quote school DeSantis, but she is the one who needs a history lesson. So, so Emperor DeSantis. So this is this stupid person on Twitter. Emperor DeSantis gives an absurdly false version of how he ex expects history to be taught. It was an American revolution that caused people to question slavery. No one had questioned it before. We decided as Americans that we ha are endowed by our creator with inalienable right. So let's watch this. Is a CRT version of history. It's uh, supported by the New York Times. They want to teach our kids that the American Revolution was fought to protect slavery. And that's false. We know why the American Revolution was fought. They wrote pamphlets. We saw them dump tea into the Boston Harbor. We saw them meet in Philadelphia. And we have the records of why they revolted against King George III. And so it was the American Revolution that caused people to question slavery. No one had questioned it before we decided as Americans that we are endowed by our creator with unalienable rights and that we are all created equal. Then that birth abolition movements. So you can't teach history that's being used to pursue an ideological agenda. You can't teach uh, that the foundations of our country uh, were somehow evil. Our, our and I completely agree. I completely agree with Ron DeSantis on this and a lot of other things. And it's crazy that people with Ukrainian flags in their bio and American flag and police are bad and a, and a black fist. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Like, shut up. Critics swiftly dissented on Warrington. However, discovering a romantic course on history via quote tweet after union president limits replies to her initial tweet. Rx, the history, the historical liter illiterate, the person who first responded, has no idea what she is talking about. The three-fifths compromise happened because of slavery was actively being questioned. The, s the solution 
was the solution to slavery was backed into the Constitution, one user tweeted in response. Just to be clear, this woman who has massive influence in American education doesn't know basic history well enough to know that three-fifths compromise was proposed by northern delegates to keep southern states from bolstering the institution of slavery, Mark Hellington added. This lady is a moron, came from Ron Durenter. The reason for the compromise is that northerners were opposed to slavery, better hope she is not teaching your kids history. If American leaders don't question the idea of slavery, we wouldn't have it just been around the three-fifths agreement. This morning runs the teachers' union. Jim Hansen wondered. This is just beautiful. The head of one of the biggest slash largest teachers' unions in the country openly demonstrates that she has absolutely no grasp of basic American history or she is purposely lying. Johnson tweeted, either way, it's a perfect representation of the abstinal state of government education. And I completely agree. If that's the way that history went, then why are we going to teach a completely different version of it just to comply with your narrative? It's not right, and nobody's doing it. Where is Jackie? This is according to the Daily Wire. Joe Biden asked where dead congressman is at White, Ho White House press conference. So on Wednesday, President Joe Biden thanked a handful of bipartisan officials for putting together the White House Conference on Hunger and Nutrition on, and Health. During his acknowledgments, he asked where Jack, where's Jackie, confused as to why he didn't see the woman he had just mentioned in his remarks. The evidence indicates that she was likely referring to he was likely referring to the deceased congressman, Jackie Walserick. She passed away last month in an automobile incident. I just want to thank all of you here, including bipartisan officials like Representative McGorn, Bruin, Brooker, Representative Jackie. Are you here? What's Jackie? Where's Jackie? I think she must not be here said Joe Biden while searching for Jackie. This is exactly where, this is exactly so what he said. you know so much about this as well and you're committed. And I wanna thank all of you here for in including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was gonna be here to help make this. He's, she's, she kicked the can, I'm sorry. She kicked the can. Um, she's not here. But Joe Biden is also not here. So maybe they see each other. I don't know. So floods trap many in Florida as Ian heads towards Carolina. So I already talked about this. But the one difference that this article has that I kind of liked is that customers without power of September 29, 12 p.m. So it's crazy. One to 10% of California, I mean, Florida is out of cal of power in the Columbia, the Doval County, the P Bedford County, the Pasto County, the Citrus County, the Hormano, Arnanto County, and places like Col Culler County lost two hundred and four thousand fifteen. 
customers without power. That's crazy. All these places are losing power at record rates, and they're losing power at the same rates as, Cal as California, and that's not good for Florida to lose. So, North Korea fires missiles after Harris leaves South Korea. Moving on to the next segment. I'm like an addict, ooh, I gotta have it. I ain't even playing, got a really bad habit. If it moves, gotta grab it. Fuse like a magnet. Lose, won't have it till I'm doomed in a casket. Okay, so this is just utterly disgusting. This is actually a disgrace. And this actually got me very, very, very mad when I first saw this. So everybody knows Stranger Things and everybody knows this art actor. Nodal. Stranger Things star Celeb McLaren Blast shows fans as, quote, racist. That's just stupid. Now, let's go on. This is tw September 27, 2022. Celeb McLean, one of the co-stars of Netflix's His Stranger Things, is attacking the show's fans as racist. He's certain that the fact he's not popular as white co-stars is due to the fact that he's black. So this is quote, this is quote, and it's just stupid. This is just above beyond stupid for me because everybody can have an opinion on every single actor and it does not have to depend on if you're white, black, purple, Native American, it does not matter. Anyways, let's go on to the statement right here. My very first Comic Con, some people didn't want to stand in the line, in my line because I was quote, black. Some people told me like, oh, I don't want to be in your line because you were mean to Eleven. Obviously, people are going to have opinions on you based off of the role that you played in the movie. Isn't that the part of being an actor and knowing that you're a good actor? How about you take the compliment? You were a good actor that people believe that you are actually like that. My God, you're getting paid millions of dollars. Even now, some people don't want to follow me or support me because I'm black. Hmm, that's funny. Why do I have the least amount of social media followers? I'm the one, I'm the same show as everybody else in free season one. Why? Because I'm the black child on the show. Like, that's the voice that he's going to have. According to far-left BuzzFeed, Celeb, who is 20 years old now, has 15.4 million Instagram followers. His co-store follower count is higher, and in some cases, much higher. Gatum Masterazzo has 18.7 million followers. Finn Wolfhard has 26.3 million followers. Noah Sanap has 27.6 million followers. And Millie Bobby Brown has 58.5 million followers. But, so, the only explanation for the discrepancy in Stranger Things fans as are ugly racists who hate black people. It can't be that all of these people are major stars in other shows and TV shows, but you just have that one role in Stranger Things. That's the major difference. What is terrible and ignorant thing to say about your own fans? Celebrity, celeb, who obviously played with parents who are concerned with the race, are opposed to common sense and access to Google. Because if anyone in the McLean family had access to Google, they will see that most of, some of the most popular people on Instagram are not white. Dwayne Johnson has 338 million followers. Selena Gomez has 347 million followers. Beyonce has 274 million followers. And Nicki Minaj has 201 million followers. Kevin Hart has 152 million followers. I can go on and on. Nowadays, it's not so stupid to cry racism about everything in America. It's especially stupid to cry racism if you're in the entertainment business. Some 40 years ago, 40 years. 
When the writer of this article in Breitbart was growing up, the pulp culture landscape looked like this. The top movie star was Eddie Murphy. The top comedian was Richard Pryor. The daytime TV star was Oprah Winfrey, and the top nighttime TV star was Bill Cosby. The top music stars were Michael Jackson, Prince, and Tyner, Tina Turner. Don't get me started on sports. I grew up in a rural, rural Wisconsin, and my high school friends had a sister. You could bet a poster of a black person was pinned on the wall, and no matter what thought, and no one thought a thing of it. Granted, I don't watch Stranger Things. Still, my educated guess is that celebrity lacks behind the others in fan passion because the lacks of charisma of his co-stars and his character is not as beloved. Or the writing of the character doesn't pop as much as it does for everybody else. Or maybe, just maybe, the fans sense his disgusting concept for them. A healthy con culture doesn't create disgusting, ungrateful little brats like Celeb McLean. He's young, famous, rich, healthy, and a cryberry, a baby, man alive. At 20 years old, he's a privileged as person in the history of mankind, and he's crybabying. I'll tell you something else a healthy culture doesn't do. It doesn't enable this kind of behavior in ingratitable and slander. Unfortunately, we don't live in a healthy culture. The writer of this article, and I completely agree with this whole entire article. That's exactly why I read it really, really fast. We can just get it over and done with. John Notley, Notley on Twitter. So, actually, I completely agree with everything he said here. I love this article. Oh, my God. It, it dug in deep. I love it. So, moving on. Adam Levine. Actually, here, Justin. More alleged Adam Levine accusers come forward with claims of flirting. So... When Adam Levine belted out the lyrics, She Will Be Loved, fans had no clue on how many she's the singer was referring to. But now, in the wake of Instagram modder Summer Stowe's bombshell revolution about her alleged affair with Maroon 5 frontman, married to Victoria's Secret model Bernti Prenzel, who is 34, who's pregnant with their third child, more women are blowing the whistle on Levine's supposed experimental misdeeds. However, the This Love lyrics 43 denied engaging in an affair Tuesday, saying in part, I do not have an affair nonetheless. I crossed a line during a forgettable period of my life and a, in a concentrate Instagram story bulletin. However, his me culper, his me, me culpa came just as more alleged cons correspondence with digital models surfaced. So, this is coming from one mo model. Watching your your butt jiggle on that table will permanently scar me, but otherwise, I'm amazing. Quote, I'll do anything for it. Ah ha, ah ha, ha. I'll buy a steak for dinner and whisper sweet nothings into it. That's gross. I want to tattoo my, my butt now. Nate may come with me to Moreau and tattoo me and sir. I need to put some clouds behind the reaper. I remember a woman named Berta went public with screenshots of her alleged flirtations with Levine after Instagram stummer stole unearthed secrets of her alleged affair with the musician. Holy effing F. The body of yours is absurd. How much of... How are you such an hourglass? Levine allegedly pinned to a woman named Makita 
in newly leaked screenshots of her Instagram direct messages, copying copies of her alleged chats were shared on her Instagram story Tuesday when the brunette asked, dude, are you married? LOL. After Levine allegedly claimed to be obsessed with her payphone performer, purposely replied, yeah, but it's complicated. Mackay Merica's damning screenshots were viral, shared by Instagram whistleblower IG Famous by Dina, who narrated the messages in a trending compilation Real Tuesday. The video, with over 300,000 views, went public shortly after Levine released his Instagram statement denying the affair. He also admitted exposing, quote, poor judgment by speaking to anyone other than my wife in any kind of flirtatious manner and vowed that he and Persco would get through this trial together. The couple tried the knot in 2014. They shared daughters Dusty Rose and Glee Glee, Glow Grace. In his alleged communications with Stowe, Levine appeared to tease the idea of naming his third child Summer. Representative Ford Levine told the Post that he stands firm on his virtual me culpa elsewhere in his alleged chats with Marika and the moves like Jagger crooner encourages her to distract yourself by effing me effing with me he also appears to he also appears in part watching your butt jiggle on the table will permanently scar me Makita was not immediately available to provide to comment an unnamed blonde has too exposed her alleged communications with Levine post since deleted series. The woman from Los Angeles who asked her name to be kept confidential claims that she Levine, she and Levine engaged in direct me message communications that were quote not appropriate last year, according to screenshots obtained by the post prior to the video scrubs. And videos which immersed up to um, 407,000 views featured screenshots of and visuals of their communications. The social media siren said she never wanted to post any of her private talks with Levine, but she did for media clicks and attention. Damn, LMAO. I must be thinking something right. Absolutely got me. Funny, it's so weird too, and I only listen to metal, LOL. Said no hot chicks ever other than you. LMAO, I'm like a total weirdo. Love that. Witchy. Her... Initial unwillingness to share their messages aside, the Toehead is now calling the Toehead. Damn. The Toehead is now calling on other women to who may have uh, engaged in digital delinquencies with Levine to come forward. If any other girls experienced this with him, I think they should post it, They, she said. I feel really bad for his wife and nobody deserves this. A now erased clip also revealed Levine dubbing himself as a pernid Jew before asking his social media mistress to dis to delete his their streaming message thread. So far, Princeau had yet to release a statement in response to claims against her husband. It's just crazy. Why would you cheat on your Victoria's Secret model with random people on Instagram? Why? It just doesn't make sense to me. Your Victoria's Secret model girlfriend is obviously going to be a hell of a lot more hotter than anyone that you can find on Instagram. And it's crazy. And you know what else is crazy? Don Lemon saying the biggest terror to threat in this country is white men. Let's dig in.
It's just crazy. Like, Don Lemon is just so stupid. We have to stop demonizing people. <coughs> <coughs> we have to... Oh, where's my microphone going? Okay. So, we have to start... We have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men. Most of them eradicated to the right, and we have to start doing something about them. Lemon said to a fellow CNN anchor, Chris Cuomo, during his segment Monday night. Now, this also was posted a while ago, October 31st, 2018, but I missed it. Lemon was referring to three incidents of violence last week. Who was fatally shot after screaming, all Jews must die. Listen, this... It's just stupid. This is the segment right here. Chris Cuomo has since been we messaged about this uh, fired, which is very, very funny. Mm. Come on, Cletus. Come on, Cletus. A little bit this weekend. I keep trying to point out to people not to demonize any one group or any one ethnicity, but we keep thinking that the biggest terror threat is something else. Some some, some people who are marching you know, towards the border, like it's imminent. And when the last time they did this, a couple hundred people came and they, you know, most of them did get into the country. Most of them tired, you know, got tuckered out before they even made it to the border. Um, so we have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. And we have to start doing something about them. There is no travel ban on them. There is no ban on, you know, they had the Muslim ban. There is no white guy ban. <laughs> First of all, I find it hilarious that Chris Cuomo, Chris Cuomo is over here making the same exact facial expressions as me. Me and him both are white guys. And we're over here listening to this man talk about banning us just because of the color of our skin. And yes, he might not be talking about Chris Cuomo in particular because he's not to the right side. But banning people based off of a political view is against our First Amendment right in the United States of America. If you did not forget this, we learned this in middle school. Don Lemon, you probably forgot. Stupid. Go on. What do we do about that? What do we do about that? We completely do the opposite. We completely do the opposite. If somebody has an opinion about you, that's their opinion. As long as nobody's going around killing other people, we are completely fine. It's just, it's just, it's just crazy. Like white men are not the problem in this society. It is, it is just not true. It's not true at all. Now, moving on to the next story. The Try Guys cut ties with founding member Ned Ful Fulmer as he admits con con consensual workplace relationship following rumors of extramural affair now this is just disgusting so you're gonna cheat on your wife with somebody from the workplace why why would you cheat on your wife with somebody at the workplace and obviously i agree with the try guys on this you need to kick the person out because if he does not have respect for the his wife by not cheating on his wife with somebody from the office then he's not gonna have respect to anybody from the actual office so you might as well fire him. It's disgusting. The first thing you should respect is your wife. If you can't respect that, you don't reserve. You don't deserve respect back. It's crazy. And yes, they say con consensual, consensual, consensual. But what does that mean exactly? Just because you have consensual sex with somebody does not mean that it's right. Does not mean that you made the right move in having sex with them at the very first place. You can have consensual 
agreement between a a drug dealer and a drug buyer. But just because you both gave consent on buying and selling the drug does not make it legal. Just because a brother and a sister have consent and then they have sex does not make it right or morally right, I should say. Just because somebody said, okay, you can kill me does not make it right. It's still against the law. And it's a rent and it's against moral rights. Just because you have consensual sex does not make it right. You cheated on your wife. That's a moral disgust. And you should be disgusted with yourself. In other news, the rapper Colo has died at 59. So I really don't know a lot about him, but Colio, the rapper who is among the among hip hop's greatest names of the 1990s with his hits. Gangsta Paradise and Fantastic Voyage died Wednesday at the age of 59, his manager said. He died in Los Angeles in his home of a friend, longtime management, Jez Posey, told the Associated Press. Colio won a Grammy for Best Solo Rap Performance of Gangsta Paradise, the 1995 hit from the the soundtrack, but, I mean, blah, 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 blah. I mean, he did a lot through his life, I can assume. I really don't know a lot about him as a person, but, you know, I just want to say rest in peace and may God be with you forever and ever. And I, to the family, you guys have my deepest condolences. Now, moving on to the next segment, which is the investment news. Okay, so moving on to the next segment, we are actually talking about how the United States is exporting inflation to other countries. Now, how exactly are we doing this? I don't know. Landon, CNN Business. The Federal Reserve is later laser focused on stemming price increases in the United States, but countries thousands uh, thousands of miles away are reeling from its hardball campaign to um, strangle inflation as their central banks are forced to hike interest rates faster and higher and runaway dollar pushes down the value of their currencies. We're seeing the red the Fed being in as aggressive as it, as it has been since the early 1980s. They're willing to tolerate higher unemployment in a recession. Um, global head of markets at ING, that's not good for international growth. The Federal Reserve decision to raise rates by three quarters of a percentage point at three consecutive, three consecutive meetings while signaling more large hikes are on the way has pushed its counterparts around the world to get t- tougher too. If they fall too short f- behind the Fed, investors could pull money from their financial markets, causing serious disru- disruptions. Central banks in Switzerland, United Kingdom, Norway, Indonesia, South Africa, Taiwan, Nigeria, and the Philippines followed the Fed in boosting rates over the past week. The Fed's stance has also pushed the dollar to two-decade highs against a basket of major currencies. While that's helpful for Americans who want to go shopping abroad, it's very bad for news for other countries, as the value of the yuan, the yin, yuppie, the euro, and the pound tumbled, making it more expensive to import essential items like food and fuel. It's dynamic, which in which the Fed essentially exports inflation, adds pressure to local um, central banks. The dollar doesn't strengthen in isolation. It has to strengthen amongst something, said James Ashley, 
a head of international market strategy at Goldman Sachs Asset Management, the pushing consequences of rapid rapid appreciation of the dollar had yet to become clearer in recent days. Japan interviewed last Thursday for the first time in 24 years to show, shore up yen, which plun has plunged 28, 26% against the dollar year to date. The Bank of Japan has retained an outer among outliner among major central banks and has restricted hiking rates despite an uptick in inflation. China is watching currency markets after the yen trading onshore slid to its lowest level against the dollar since its global financial crisis, while European Central Bank's President Christine Lingard warned Monday that the euro's sharp depression has added to the buildup of inflationary pressures. The United Kingdom shows just how quickly the situation can spiral out of control as global investors choked on a new government's economic growth plan. The British pound fell to a record low against the dollar on Monday after the unorthodox experiment of implementing large tax cuts while boasting borrowing targeted alarm. Now, this is just crazy. This is just crazy because, yes, year to date, we have the highest interest. I mean, not even just year to date. In the history of the whole entire United States, we have the highest inf interest rate. I mean, we have the highest inflation rate pretty much ever. And this is under Joe Biden's ratings. This is under Joe Biden's watch. And if I know for a fact, if Joe Biden was not the president and if it was a Republican president, everybody would be complaining about inflation 24-7. But solely just because the president is Democrat, nobody wants to complain about the interest rate. Everybody's just like, oh, no, 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 shut up about the interest rate. It's okay. It's, it's okay. I'll, I'll pay more. It's the Putin price hike. It's not the Putin price hike. It's Joe Biden's economic policies that are very, very bad for not only the United States, but the rest of the world. Moving on to the next article, the GDP update, Porsche, IPO, and more. Thursday's five things to know. So, here are the five things to know. Let me zoom in so I can actually read this. Okay, so starting with the first one, the final GDP reading likely to confirm the United States economy entered a recession in the spring. Oh my God, it, it entered a recession in the spring? And you're telling us now? Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Wait to tell us way too late. Way too late. So Porsche is also insuring 911 million shares into IPO to salute its iconic model. The offering of preferred stock values Porsche at about 773 billion. Next. Um, is it going to show me any more? Is it going to show me any more? Like, we're supposed to have five. We're supposed to have five. So that's one, two. Five things to know. They don't even know how to count. They don't even know how to count. They only did two. Like, what the heck? Fox, like, do better. You said we're going to we're gonna see five things to know, and you only say two things to know. Like, what? Okay. So moving on. Biden's price gouging, warning to oil and gas companies, is mind-boggling energy expert so let's actually let's actually see this clip from the dum-dum himself more warning that's warning to the oil and gas industry executives do not let me repeat do not do not use this as an excuse 
to raise gasoline prices or gouge the American people. Okay, first of all, when was this? I'm just checking the date. September 28th. Hmm. I mean, okay, listen, I don't think he knows basic economics because these people are not going to price gouge the American people. These people have the best interest of them themselves. If they price gouge the American people, how is that in their best interest for public perception and stuff like that? If these gas companies, and I listen, I don't trust a thing that he says. He literally told gas stations that need, they need to stop reflecting. They need to start reflecting what they're actually being charged and stop charging people more. But he doesn't have a clue on what he's talking about because if you look to what the gas stations are actually doing, they're actually trying to make something called the profit. They're trying to make something that they can actually say, okay, I made some money today so I can continue my business in the future. And if he keeps saying rhetoric like this, all the businesses in America will collapse and it's very, very sad. But it's true. But moving on, we're going to be going into the last segment. I got facts over facts over tracks. This and that spitting slow, spitting fast. I could roast, I could gas. Think I'm okay at last. But I don't know if that can erase all the past. Okay, so moving into the last segment, we are actually going to be responding to Matt Welch. So, to give some comp to give some conflict to give some context to the situation this is exactly what happened so as we are moving into the fall months a lot of people eat lots of different things they have apple pie they have things like that okay some people have candy corn now me i love my candy corn but for people like matt welsh he doesn't like candy corn and i would like to respond to him publicly i love candy corn and the fact that he said a couple days ago that candy corn tastes like cardboard and that anybody that likes candy corn is faking it it's completely absurd and i would like to make my public announcement right now that i like candy corn if i'm the only american that likes candy corn in which i know that is not the case am i the only one that likes candy corn in america i know i know for a fact that is not the case because of reasons that this does not taste like cardboard this candy corn right here does not taste like cardboard, and I can prove it by eating it. All jokes aside, I'm just kidding. I do like candy corn now, but I just wanted to end this podcast on a little bit of a funny note. And all due respect to Matt Welsh, I do love everything that he does. I like the, everything that the Daily Wire does. I just thought that this would be a little funny segment for my show because he actually did say that candy corn does taste like cardboard. And if you don't... And if you like it, you're faking it. I'm not faking it. I actually like candy corn. But come at me. No, I'm just kidding. Don't come at me. Don't cancel me in your next cancel session. But anyways, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for enjoying. And I hope they have a great rest of your day. If you enjoyed this show, please leave a like down below and subscribe for weekly content. If you did enjoy this show and you want to have more shows dedicated to whatever you want, comment down below and I will respond to you with the right take or... Who knows, even this show, I'll respond to your comment in. Thank you all for watching, and I hope they have a great rest of your day. Bye. Hey, 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 before you go, don't forget to check out all my other content that I don't only have on this channel, but all of my other channels that I have. I do have a cooking channel where I make weekly videos that I make pancakes and cupcakes and all different things like that. I also have a podcast channel where it is not political at all, and I just talk about my daily life. That's available on all the 
popular streaming platforms. And finally, we have this show, and we have a new show coming soon, which I will be announcing in the next couple weeks. If you did like this video, please subscribe down below for weekly content and like this video so I know that you like videos like this. Thank you all, and have a great one. Bye.